When it comes to self-development, no matter the method you use, the vital point is to practice. If you want to learn methods to transform your life and actively grow into the potential you know is inside of you, then you are in the right place. Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I'm a psychedelic integration and transformation coach, as well as a breathwork facilitator and an enthusiast of personal growth. You have the capacity to evolve and bring your intentions and dreams into the world. And there's never been more access to so many incredible modalities that can help you on your journey. This podcast will help you learn about new methods to bring into your life, give you practices to follow, and share stories from practitioners who are doing the work so that you feel inspired to go and practice, because that's the vital point. My guests today are Sinclair Fleetwood and John Steiner. Together, they are Mystical Heart Collective. Sinclair and John are psychedelic transformation guides on a mission to help you align with your purpose and elevate your vibration with sacred medicines so that you can start living a life that feels good. Having both been disillusioned with modern Western life, they traveled across the globe searching for healing, connection, and purpose. The stars aligned and led them to work with sacred plant medicines and find each other in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador. They had both overcome life-threatening addictions, healed their trauma, and left their jobs with only the hope of sharing some of the joy and peace they had found within themselves with the world at large. A deep friendship and bond formed as they fell in love with each other's vulnerability, compassion, and commitment to spiritual growth. They shared an ability to remain in the light while helping others work through their heaviness and darkness. With this foundation, a beautiful love and partnership has blossomed. Thanks to their work with plant medicines, they built their relationship on trust, honesty, and a commitment to growth. They share this light and love through their psychedelic coaching practice and as co-hosts of the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. So Sinclair and John, welcome to The Vital Point. Yay. Thanks for having us. Hi, Jonathan. Good to be here. Yeah, so so great to have you guys. So that was such a wonderful intro, and um, <laughs> I love talking with, um, you know, with, with couples like we were just talking about before we hit record, you know, just... Um, it's so interesting talking with people that are both on their own medicine path, but also in sort of a third medicine path, right? That the one of the partnership, the, of the, we, and so, yeah, I think a good place to jump in is just like hearing a little bit more about your guys' story, like how you met. Well, <laughs> I'll share my, my take on it first. So I was managing an ayahuasca in San Pedro retreat center where I had been a guest several months before, and I had been invited to come there and work. And John was, John was there as a volunteer. And I remember the very first time I saw him, I was coming back from a break and he was arriving and I saw him like laying in the grass with his shirt off, taking in the sun, beautiful day. There's a bunch of girls around him. And I was like, oh God, this guy's going to be in trouble. <laughs> and um, he just looked very happy. And like, you know, it was um, really, we had a lot of volunteers come through there. So I always would like take a look around at the new ones and be like, all right, who's going to, how are people going to be? 
And anyway, John and I became really good friends and he was so helpful and so heart centered and really cared about the, you know, he wasn't just there to like party or whatever. There were a lot of young people coming through and some of them were there to explore and have fun. They were 20, you know, and, um, this was different. He, I could tell that he was like really serious about the healing path and he became one of my most valued confidants or like people to, that I could ask for help with anything to take care of like some of the heavier stuff, you know, that would come up and we started becoming friends. And then I had been getting this message from ayahuasca for some months before he got there that a man was coming for me, like a masculine presence was coming. I'd shared this with some of the girls that were there with me. Some of my friends I was like, I don't know what this means, but ayahuasca keeps telling me this partner is coming. And I started having feelings for John and he's 10 years younger than me, younger than me. And I was like, I had been, I had made a commitment with myself that I was like celibate. I was single for a year working on my own healing and my heart started to wake up and I did this San Pedro ceremony where I really stepped into the power of calling in a partner and I put a prayer in the sacred fire, just asking not for John specifically, but for all of the qualities and characteristics and, you know, the values and everything that I wanted in this partner. Um, I put in the fire and Salvador, our shaman was like, I want this for you. I put more cedar on, on the prayer. So I knew it was coming extra fast. <laughs> um, and then I just like, you know, let it go. I prayed for, it. I was like, it's out of my hands. And later that week, I think I told John, I had a crush on him maybe that same day. And he, was like surprised a little surprised i think but we had a little flirtation and yeah we had a conversation and i said this is one of the magical parts about it i have this tattoo on my arm that says there was nothing to fear and nothing to doubt i don't know if you can see it um and john said i have fears and doubts and i was like <laughs> And I showed him my arm. He was like, what? <laughs> so it all felt very like the medicine brought us together and put us together. And um, we both had medicine ceremonies that where the medicine was sort of showing us like, this is your partner. This is the person that you're going to grow and heal with. And yeah, we just sort of went for it anything to add i don't know i i think i i fell in love with your nurturing your nurturingness i don't know what the word is for that nurturement yeah your sinclair is very much like the hearth of a house keeping everyone warm and fed and taken care and um it's really been beautiful to see the different ways that that can be expressed we like we share that in common we're both very nurturing but seeing 
her specific expression of that nurturing characteristic is really what I fell in love with. And, um, well, it's been nice. We've been nurturing ourselves and nurturing each other and learning what that looks like and what works and what doesn't work and how we need to grow and evolve since then. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to say. Nice thing to hear, I'm sure, uh, Sinclair. <laughs> so, yeah, so in terms of, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, you mentioned the way exploring and, and figuring out those different ways. Um, do, you, do you guys have any specific like practices or, um, you know, how do you keep that um, that balance between growth and um, partnership? Because like one thing that I've found, and I think it's just sort of human nature, right, is like um, growing together takes intention and takes work because two people on their own, even if they're in a partnership, can easily start to grow in these different directions. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way that human beings are. So I feel like within partnership, there's a certain amount of intentionality to being able to continue to grow in the same direction. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is, um, is like hitting the nail on the head, like finding the direction, setting the intention for the growth um, the compass bearings need to be like pointed in the same direction or similar direction at least. Right. So I think one thing, um, you know, I'd like been with a lot of people where we had like one set of beliefs that were shared, maybe some core beliefs, not all of them, but enough where we were compatible and then we would grow and we'd go grow in different directions. Um, or one person would grow and the other person wouldn't grow. Um, and there would be time to split. And I think the uniqueness about this relationship for me is that like our compass bearing is towards truth. And um, like my, none of my beliefs, and I'll speak for myself and she can tell you whether she agrees or not, but none of my beliefs are so solidified that they're not open to change. If something, if I have an experience or like um, uh, understanding that deepens or changes, like the the truth should always be able to stand up to whatever scrutiny and whatever um, examining and whatever um, whatever waves are crashing against it. So uh, I'm willing. Well, and I know she's willing also <laughs> because <laughs> of our experience together, my experience with her is that we're willing to change and grow um, and let go of what isn't true and capital T true, capital R real. Um, those things are the direction that we're each heading separately. And um, it's been nice to have like a partner, a friend, uh, a lover who's like, we're going in that direction. Good. <laughs> so I think for me, the um, intention, the the compass bearing before heading out has been important. So now we're, we're each going in the same direction. We're and together. We're doing the same. It's really interesting in our partnership. We are so different in how we experience and understand things. 
like almost completely opposite in a lot of ways. Complimentary. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this symbiotic on um we often go through things at the same time in completely different ways. So I'll be in a situation and an understanding of something and then John is going through something and it, we we realize like this is actually the same lesson in complementary understandings. So your understanding of it is enhancing what I'm going through and understanding and vice versa. And it's been like that with like so many things in our relationship, not just the spiritual part, the strengths that we have individually are very complementary. Our weaknesses are very complementary. So we're strong and in ways that the other one is not. And yeah, it's like this mat. So we're always like, it's like a puzzle piece. We just like, it fits and, and it makes sense and it works. And I've learned so much about myself inside this container of the partnership that I could not have learned just on my own. Cause I only have my, myself and my lens of thinking and feeling and, understanding things. And then when I see how John is in the world, it's really different than me. So I can see how he does things and understands things. And it like makes everything more. <laughs> if there was somehow a person that was like exactly in the middle of our polarities on everything, this person would <laughs> really have everything figured out. Right. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I can relate to that <laughs> quite a bit. Um, in terms of, we, we have a joke in, in with me and my partner that we are constantly switching. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, you went through that six months ago and now it's my turn. And, you know, now you're holding the space for me or, or vice versa. And, you know, that we're constantly in this dance of, of switching roles um, in terms of the lesson, in terms of what we're going through personally. And then... Um, something that I'm fond of, you know, bringing up and actually it was quite a profound experience that I had recently because we were, we were having a session with our, our couples therapist and, um, I was having sort of a down moment, having a learning opportunity where I was like re feeling really vulnerable and really, um, trying to figure some stuff out. And this lesson that I had said many, many times during the beginning of our relationship was mirrored back to me by my partner. And it was like, oh, wow, like this is this is like some big medicine right here. You know, she's, <laughs> she said, you know, don't 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 forget, like it's not, you know, it's not me versus the problem or it's 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 us versus the problem, not you versus me. You know, like, and that's, that's been like one of my compasses in terms of like how I treat a relationship is like, there's, as long as we're on the same page, as long as we have communication and we're able to view it as being on the same team, instead of going into that, like ego or small mind of like, you know, well, this is what I want. This is what I need versus what you need. And you're separate than me. As long as it's we versus the problem, there's really nothing that we can't overcome. But mm -hmm. it was 
it was really profound to like actually hear that mirrored back in that moment that I really needed to hear it. And I had forgotten about it myself, you know, mm-hmm. so can definitely, um, definitely relate to that a lot. Nothing better than getting your own medicine back to you. <laughs> uh-huh. You're like, I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really nice yeah. to um, have this container of a romantic relationship where um, it's easy. Well, it's easier for me, at least anyways, to remember it's us trying to overcome whatever. Um, and then when I learn that in our relationship, I practice that in our relationship, it's easier to remind myself that in every other relationship. It's like the mm. coworkers or um, someone on the road or some like annoying person on customer service or like whatever it is. It's like, there is no, there's only one team. And um, this is like a, easy container to practice that right because she's cute and i love her and we have a lot of fun together and um it's easier to practice with her than it is like the um, whatever other circumstance where it's like someone in passing i don't have a connection with um but when i can or people we do have a connection with that we're having a problem with uh, that's i've been in a struggle with a friend and it's been so helpful to have john to 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 like help me understand like how I can move through it in a good way without, you know, sacrificing my, my needs and my, like, like you just said, it is, we're on the same team, you know, no matter when there's like hurt feelings or a misunderstanding or miscommunication, we are on the same team. You know, it's like, we forget that sometimes because you're like, I want to be right. I want to be right. I'm right. You're wrong. And I don't want to be like that. And John helps me not be like that. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to, to have somebody to bounce that stuff off of, like you're saying, cause like, um, we, we all have these different families of origin and different sort of, uh, neuroses and, habitual patterns and ways that we view things, um, based on the way that we grew up. And so like, it's been invaluable for me to have somebody there, like objectively looking at my shit and being like, so tell me a little bit more about that. Like, why is this so emotionally charged for you? Um, and it's also given me the opportunity to see those things within myself of like, well, why is this so emotionally charged for me? Like, even if the question isn't coming up because obviously she doesn't have any sort of problem with, you know, this particular thing. So like, Mm -hmm. it's actually helped me like look at some of the ways in which I grew up that like, um, you know, I came away with these big areas of like triggering and emotional charging. And obviously like it works both ways, right? Like there's things that she gets triggered by where I'm like, what's the big deal? So like, just to be able to like sit there and hold space objectively for that, um, you know, and be able to help that person like navigate out of that, even if it's just listening and holding space and like being the mirror of like, wait, I just told you this big thing and it's not a big deal for you. Like 
tell me about that. Like, share that with me because it's a big deal for me. Like, and I need to understand, like, how how can you be you know neutral about it? Um, that's that's definitely um, been, a, I think, a helpful a helpful part of this. That's and I think at the same time, to yeah, have someone be able to receive your freak out with calm. And we actually have a thing where we're like, okay, don't coach me. <laughs> like sometimes we start coaching each other sure. and one of us will be like, no, not right now. I can't be coached now. Like just listen. Or I think it's made us really good at asking for what we need from the other person, which in every relationship I was before in before, I was like, you should know what I need without me telling you. Why don't you know that? And now I'm like, oh, what if we just ask for what we need from people? What would happen? It's good. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely can relate to that as well. You know, the whole coaching thing. Um, we say to each we to each other a lot during conversations. Um, are you looking for just somebody to listen, or are you looking for feedback and? Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we, we sort of have like, it, it, it ebbs and flows. We've had times where we've had like specific coaching time where it's like, we're going to schedule this just like as if you were a client mm -hmm. so that there's a boundary around it so that it's very clear that this is coaching time. And this is when I want that motivation and that push. And then when the hour's up, like we're going <laughs> to, we're not going to talk about this anymore. And we're just going to go back to the normal dynamic. That's definitely one of the challenges, I would say, about being in a romantic relationship and a, a business relationship is creating containers for the business. Mm. And I'm the most guilty one of this because I do most of the like daily business work and it's really important to me and it's sort of part of part of me. Like it's a, you know, it's an extension of of my path. It's my spiritual path. And so also working from home and also going through like COVID lockdown, we had a period where we were like really isolated in during lockdown and like not in a good place and didn't not having community or outlets outside of the relationship. And that was very bad. <laughs> like it wasn't good. And we always, we almost didn't make it through it. We had some periods where we were like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. This is like really not fun. Mm. And, but we, we didn't, we kept together and something that we've had to work on going forward from that was like compartmentalizing the work part, because I tend, I tend to be more of an over, overworking person, John, doesn't like that. <laughs> and so I've been working on like work time is in here and us time is here and that's not the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I, what I just heard is that you guys have different preferences and different, um, you know, sort of ways that you like to work and, that's okay. Right. And, um, you know, I think you bring up a, a good 
point or a good thing to talk about because we we have been kind of focusing on a lot of the sort of positive aspects to it right but there's also there's also some challenges um and i i can you know i can speak for myself that like this is the most fulfilling and challenging relationship that i've been in you know it's we're constantly um pushing each other to uh, just within the integration process, you know? Um, cause I think, th- I think that's one reason that you and I have like bonded, uh, within our mastermind program is like that belief that it's like, it's not just about going and sitting in a ceremony. It's the integration. It's like, how are you creating that energy and those changes within the rest of your life? And if you live with someone and you are in a business with someone, well, it goes, you know, I think it goes without saying that that person's going to be a big part of your life and probably going to be the recipient to a lot of those challenges or at least the witness to, you know, the things that you're going through and, and growing with. And um, so, yeah, compartmentalization for sure. Um, one of the things that happened in my relationship that was, you know, it, it, it took me it took me a little while to, to integrate it was like, um, we, (laughs) you know, my partner said to me, well, I want to, I I need more polarity. You know, we live together. We work in the same place. You know, we both work from home and I need space. Like I, it's, it's not good for me to like be on top of you like 24 seven like I need some separation and that's going to create the more desire and more longing and more like um, need for connection. And at first, like, I don't think I received that very well. You know, I received that as like my abandonment wound received that, you know, it was like, well, what do you mean? Like, um, and I think we've made it work. Um, like, we sleep in separate bedrooms and it works for us. And it's like super, super great. And that took me a lot. Like that was a big leap. Mm-hmm. Um, the first night I was like, uh, this doesn't feel comfortable. I don't know what's happening here. And now I don't think I could ever go back <laughs> to sleeping in the same room. Cause it's like, you know, uh, I get the temperature exactly what I want. If I don't want a blanket, you know, like I snore, uh, you know, I move around or she moves around, you know, so it's, it's, it's actually contributed to like my sleep hygiene and my sleep health mm-hmm. to, to have that separation. But yeah, in the beginning it was like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel safe, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that compartmentalization I think is, is super key. Well, yeah. having s- space, right. I mean, John mm-hmm. in particular, like said the same thing. You know, like where, well, I mean, and I was feeling it too, but he was the one that said something and we live in a one bedroom, but we would definitely have separate rooms if we had the ability to do that right now for the same reasons. He likes it very cold, very cold. I have to use four blankets. We have to make it work, but it's, um, and you're asleep, like, you know, but I think that. I think there's this idea or like a romantic fantasy that you need to be everything Mm. to that other person. 
And that is false. In fact, if you try to get everything in your life from your romantic partner, your romance will likely, you know, fizzle out because it's not possible. And it's not, it's like not fun. It's not, it's not sexy to be needy in that space with the other person. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think like, um, just having separate interactions throughout the day gives us something to like talk about when we get back together and like, um, and not just talk about like the, well, this happened or this happened that was different, but like all these outside people or circumstances are bringing, um, like topics of conversation to, for us to understand and for, well, I'm going through this now with this other person. So like how, how can your wisdom help me grow and help this situation? And, um, it, I don't know. It's like, it also, it's also been good to spread out. And I like what your partner said, calling it like polarity. It's having like more variety in the vibration. Like, um, it's really nice for Sinclair to be able to be there for, the totality of everything like the the celebrations the difficulties all these things and it's n it's not healthy nor fair for one person to receive all of especially the negative aspect of something and it, it really um it's good to have a, a lot of outlets to get a lot of different perspectives on what i'm going through and a lot of different support and um also, I'm like very introverted and I need, I need time to like process everything. Um, so one of the things like we've, I process very quietly and alone and still, and I, she processes very verbally. So, um, our dynamic can end up being where like she is processing because we're together too much and I'm not processing because I'm not having my time to do that. So um all the different expressions we've been talking about of this is like the way we've talked about it in the past is like each of us just needs to take care of ourselves in whatever way that looks like so that when we come together we're getting to share not a depleted or burnt out light bulb or whatever like a wilted plant we're bringing the best of what we got and um that's not to say that the best is always like positive or enjoyable or like without difficulty but um at least we're coming with a full cup to be able to 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 work together through it whatever it is yeah like what you said earlier about um you know <laughs> being able to communicate your needs um and not expect your partner to to be a mind reader and <laughs> I, so I, think, I think that goes right. Totally. Um, but I think that that goes back to also what you said about like this, this sort of fantasy version of like what we think romance and love and, and a relationship is supposed to be right. Like it's supposed to be exciting and sort of dramatic. And also at the same time, like the person's supposed to just be a mind reader and understand all your needs. And that's that's not really realistic right like it's having a healthy relationship is more about that communication and about 
being aware and and helping the other person with the needs that they have, even when they're different than yours, you know, mm -hmm. and, and having that space um, and that trust that the container that you guys have is is big enough to hold all that. And that so like just so like you said, John, that when you come together, you can be refreshed and recharged and like be present mm -hmm. for the for the relationship rather than like well i still need something here i'm not like actually giving a hundred percent because like i need that 20 percent from you uh, you know that so yeah that like a uh, sick version of the relationship that disney channel tries to sell us when we're a kid is like it's such a victimizing role because you're giving up all your power to the your partner and saying like you need to fulfill me in this and you need to be there for me for this you need to read my mind and know exactly what to do and i've just taken when i do that i take all my power and just give it away i take no personal responsibility for how i'm feeling and how i'm navigating through life there's supposed to be another person that just is the magic solution to all my problems there's only one magic solution to any of our problems whether it's in a relationship or work or whatever and it's us finding our power and that is why the um, situation has come into our life. That's why the situation has come into our um, relationship. That's why there's no accidents. The, the universe has orchestrated whatever's coming up between us or whatever's entering into my life for me to find my specific power in relationship to that, whatever that looks like. Um, so it's just a much more empowering version of a relationship where like I'm responsible for myself. She's responsible for her. And we come together as two empowered creators rather than two beggars hoping that someone else is going to fix it for me. Mm -hmm. That was really nice. I like that. It was. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. What is your... What is your guys's um, either you know collectively or separately? What is your integration practices kind of look like? Well, we are big morning routine people and meditation people, and so every single morning that's what we start our day with, and that can that looks different for each of us. But we do separate morning routines with meditation. I do a lot of journaling. Um, right now I'm doing meditation, gratitude practice, some some reading and prayer. I'm making prayer ties right now. Hmm. Um, and John does something similar. But I would say integration wise, like we're both always studying something. Um, right now I'm working on, I've been studying or like immersing myself in the law of attraction a lot lately and working on money issues because that has been a big block for me in my business for, well, not just in my business, but like forever. And I've been really like this year, I'm going to put attention to this. I'm going to solve this. And I did a ton of medicine work around it in the spring and Turns out my money issues were connected to some chronic pain issues that I had. And like all of it is the same stuff, you know, like not really being present and not 
and being stuck in habit energy of anxiety and worry about the future and, you know, kind of negative thought patterns. And so this year in my integration practice has been about digging all of that up and getting rid of it. And how I like to do that is by replacing it with meditation and positive ways of thinking. And a lot of it is just because of the meditation, I'm able to cat, like see, observe the thought, you know, when a thought pattern comes up or a, a reaction to something and I have the space to be like, I see that. I don't want to participate in that. And I might keep participating in it, but I can see it. And so that's part of it, like right. the awareness and then diversion. What do I want instead? And so... Yeah, it's not it's not complicated, really. You know, it's just like you say, it's a practice and practice means you do it every day. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I do it. I think um, I had this I, I tried to major in music after high school and I had um, I had wanted for it to be like school was where I would do a little of this and then I would go do my other things. And there was like, there was a time for music being the focus and there was a time for other stuff being the focus. And I had a friend um, who was going to school with me and he was not like that. He was like music all the time. And one of us is a professional musician right now. <laughs> the other <laughs> one's not. Um, so my, integration practice is very similar. Like I, like Sinclair said, I get up in the morning and I meditate and I pray and I've been vibing with the Course in Miracles right now, um, which takes a lot of like translating out of biblical language into language that resonates with me more. But all these things that I've been doing are like, um, the meditation is like sharpening the tool of like awareness and concentration and being present. And then like, the praying is like setting intentions and being grateful. And um, the Course in Miracles, at least right now, has been like really um, trying to take an honest look at like my shadow and the ways it gets in the way for me. Um, and my goal, I really want to like continue to um, dissolve the boundaries between like what is not a ceremony and what is a ceremony. Like I don't want it to be my spiritual life is like, well, when I go and sit in ceremony and then like I get the thing and then I work on the thing, like I want the whole thing to be with presence and intention and uh, awareness with like with gratitude and joy. Like the way I show up for the ceremony, I want my whole life to be like that. Um, so for me, the, um, the practices are like you know, like sharpening the ax or the knife or whatever, like getting the tool ready to use. Um, and in this case, my, the, the tool that needs the most, like adjusting for me is my mind. I need, I need it to, I need to um, be present and aware. So when some habit energy, some like negative routine comes up, I can see it rather than getting sucked away by it. Um, saying all the prayers like helps me remember like to be grateful and remember to um, like, why am I doing this? If I don't know why I'm doing something, I shouldn't be doing it. 
I mean, I, there needs to be a reason and a direction and like a, a purpose. We don't do that's how we are in the ceremonies. We don't everything has like a, this goes over here because there's a million stories of the symbolism and da, 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 da. everything is like because ex- for thousands of years this is how <laughs> they did it and they know that if they put it over there, <laughs> yeah, this is like don't do it like that. So I don't know, just um, just taking those moments to remind myself in the morning like okay that's right this is the direction that i'm going in in my life so this day this ceremony of this sunrise to sleep this is the i'm going in that direction again and um yeah that's been my practice meditation prayer and as of right now of course in miracles hmm. you, you know what comes up listening to what you just said, John, is um, sort of connecting back to something you said earlier in the conversation about like the relationship being um, an example and a good practice for like, you know, reminding you that we're all on the same team, that you're on the same team. It's not, there's not a separation between you and other people, but that having somebody that you love and cherish uh, deeply like you do with Sinclair is like good practice for that. And um, I was thinking of, uh, there's a Tibetan uh, practice called Tonglen, which translates into giving and taking where you're taking like the, the suffering and the pain of somebody else and giving them back um, love and compassion. Mm -hmm. But the way that you, the way that you do this practice when it's taught is you don't jump into doing that for somebody that you like don't like or that you consider your enemy first you do it with somebody that you love because doing that with somebody that you love is easy of course you want to take their suffering and their pain and like give them love and compassion and then you like advance into doing that with somebody that you feel neutral about like oh a stranger or somebody you pass on the street and then after you've like stabilized both of those sort of states then you can jump into like okay now i'm going to like take the suffering of my enemy and give them love and compassion because as human beings like that's the most challenging for us right like mm-hmm. it's so much easier to care and and for the ones that we love so um yeah that's uh, that's just something that came up as, as you were as you were talking i mean that's how you change the world right like um <laughs> you like someone commits a violent crime so we put them in prison is like we're committing more violence and in no way under any circumstances has violence led to peace or (laughs) violence led to harmony so when we meet violence with more violence it's going to beget yet more violence so this like transmuting that you're talking about is like really the key to like and it's really the key in our relationship. It's like um, each of us has come to realize that these these principles and we fall short of practicing them a lot. You know, I know I do. I know I do in all sorts of other relationships and circumstances. And I know I fall short with you. But these principles, right, like um, not participating, not creating more suffering and being kind and compassionate loving and gentle whatever is more important than 
myself, more important than my ego, more important than being right, more important than whatever. So it's, it's worth taking the hurt for it's worth like, um, growing towards. It's all just a choice. Mm. You, you get a choice. You can choose to react or you can choose to respond mm. and a response allows you to tap into your highest self where, and like, what is the point of these medicines if not to allow us to feel that that is really there that is that is we know it's there mm. we're not like hoping it's there we know we know it's there and so we can that's we have access to that at any time and we were actually talking in this in the car on the way here about you know there's all kinds of different practices you can do you can do breath work you can meditate you can sound bathe you can cold ice bath you can sing you can paint you can you know connect with people like life is a ceremony you can do all of these things and the real point of all of it is to tap into source inside of you mm. and i my goal in life is to be turned on to that all the time medicine nope. or not like i want to be able to wake up and feel that connection all day, every day, without drinking anything. I want to be in ceremony all the time with myself, with you guys, because we're all one thing, you know? Right. So that's the way that we think about it is like all of this integration. When you say integration, it's like, yes, bringing the medicine experience into your existence and your life, but you're also integrating, you're integrating source yourself into source you're like removing the separation between you and source that's really what integration is it's yoga yeah right they say yoga is the journey from the self through the self to the self <laughs> cool with that self with the big ass mm -hmm. <laughs> big, yeah big no, me. It, it's it's such a it's such an important point you know like um i often think about that when I buy a new book, you know, I have a whole bookshelf and at least half of the books are like books on Buddhism. Mm. And I'm not going to lie and say that I've read all of them, mm. but like, even if I had, sometimes it's more important to like actually understand and integrate one book, mm. you know, and you can only read one book at a time too. That's the other sort of fun part about that metaphor. Um, but like, yeah, reading one book, and actually getting it and, you know, learning something from it and integrating it into your life is more important than having a whole library that like, you don't really understand, mm. you know, you can sit in all the ceremonies, you can do all the breath work, you, you know, you can do all the things, but if it's not changing you in some way, if it's not like helping you grow and connect and, you know, be part of that bigger S, you know, self, <laughs> Like what, what good is it? You know, mm. it's just another experience. It's I, I, that's why I think breath work, like for me, like 
it's like, you know, I always mention this to people. It's like, well, it's not called breath fun, you know, like, <laughs> like Good point. there's, there's work that's happening here too, you know, like, cause if it was just fun, then like, sure. We would probably be all doing it at the same time. Like, wait, I don't have to go somewhere or like pay somebody to, you know, do prayers and give me something external. Like I can just sit here and get high, like breathing, like, sure. That sounds great. But mm. you know, it's, it's not quite that easy, right? It's, there's, there's a work aspect to it. <laughs> uh -huh. I think about my teacher, like my, my Buddhist teacher, you know, like he, I've been following him for almost half my life. And like, you know, he can teach for hours. I mean, I've literally seen him teach a whole afternoon on like one verse from a particular teaching. And there's only been a few times that I've ever seen him teach on the same like text or the same practice. He could, you know, he could probably go his whole life, like each time teaching on something differently. But the main thing that he stresses to his students is like, all you need to do is practice this little booklet that I carry around. That's 37 verses. I mean, you could read the whole thing easily, like in 20 minutes. You know, and it's like, no, you don't need all these practices. You don't need all these things. Just here's this, here's this pith little, you know, booklet that could give you everything. But I understand that you're a human being. So here's this, other <laughs> I'm going to teach for this whole weekend on this other thing <laughs> and I'm still going to love you. I'm not going to like get upset that, you know, you just aren't getting it. What I'm saying, like that all you need to do is just this little booklet. It's cool. I'll give, I'll keep giving you teachings, you know? And so that's like, it's the beautiful thing about human beings. Right. And I think you, you guys, you had a post on your Instagram sort of that I think goes a little bit into like what we're talking about right now that like jumped out at me, you know, it was like the longer you work with plant medicine and the more you integrate, the more you realize it was never about having a psychedelic experience. It's all about what magic you can create in your life with a constant, authentic connection to source guided by your highest self. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I was like, yeah. That's one of our favorite that... things to say. Because <laughs> it is, it's like, when you first start, most people are hurting. You're in pain, right. bad pain for a long time, probably. Because most people that find these medicines, they're called because they've tried everything else. They've reached the end of the road. For me, I was like four months sober or something from alcohol. Alcohol had destroyed my life. And I was looking for a new way. And that pain seems so deep and so, you know, you're so wrapped up in your ego and you're so wrapped up in your own worldview and your own experience and your own understanding. And the medicine is like, you're part of the whole and none of this is the end of the world. Like we, you can look at all of this was a gift to bring you to this place here. And now you get to be a spiritual warrior in your own life. And your only job is to do it for yourself. And as facilitators guides, I think our job first is to do it in ourselves and the work that you do in yourself is the path to help other people. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, 
let me heal you. No, you can't heal someone else. You're disempowering someone else. If you are trying to heal for them or do it for them, you can't. You can only do it for yourself and you can inspire them and like help them rise into their own power. Mm. But they have to do it. They have to feel it. They have to decide. Uh-huh. They have to do it all. Well, they That's are- what we say. They are looking for the, the psychedelic experience. It's just not, um, I don't know, when people think psychedelic, they think like trippy 60 visuals, you know, but like psychedelic yeah. means soul revealing. And I've come to find out that, well, at first, like when I was in all that pain, it was my soul that I was missing connection to. Right. And now that I found connection to my soul, I've found that like the, the victory of my soul over whatever circumstances are in my life is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And the more I can connect to that soul power and let it guide me, direct me, teach me, help me grow, help me expand, help me love and be kind and be gentle. It's like all that is healing for me, but is healing for everyone because whoever I come into contact is getting now gentility instead of aggression and anger and violence like they they used to get when they ran into me i get annoyed now not annoyed but when i take ayahuasca i sort of feel like okay it's gonna be like maybe 30 minutes of intense dmt overload it's fine i can handle it the connection with the grandmother is coming we're gonna have a conversation after that (laughs) like i want to get past the light show to the to the calm place where i can like receive the messages and at first you're so overwhelmed with with the psych the psychedelic i always do like (laughs) the the trippy part and now i don't even like when i talk about medicine i sometimes even forget that that's part of It's like, Mm -hmm. it's so not about that anymore for me. I mean, it can be, it can be very beautiful and the vision, you know, getting a vision of something in that way is really profound, but you don't have to have that part to receive healing and growth and expansion from medicine. It's not about how much, you know, how much can you take and can you, I mean, our teacher always says, do not lose yourself. Like, the point is not to blast yourself out of yourself. You're looking for yourself in there. <laughs> like you need to be present for that, you know? So I like that philosophy. Don't lose yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think this, I think the same thing about mushrooms too. It's like, it, you almost have to get through that initial like discomfort at least that's my, it's been my experience with mushrooms is like the, the first hour or two hours is going to be like the mushrooms, <sighs> like kind of like shaking you and like, no, no, like smacking you around a little bit. And then it's like, okay, we, we got, we, we cleared that we're through that now let's, you know, connect to the universe and, you know, to yourself in this deeper way. And, um, but yeah, like, and I'm sure you guys hear this in, in your line of work. Um, probably more so than me. Cause I, you know, like 
I'm like, hi, I just want to do integration. Like, I'm not here to help you with your medicine per se. Like, I'll help you around it. Um, but like hearing sort of this message of like, well, I'm, I'm looking for this magic bullet. I'm looking for this, like this cure. Like, well, I just want to go, well, I, I, you know, I've heard all these things about mushrooms and like, so I just want them so that, I mean, I've literally heard that, like, mm. I'm looking for a magic bullet and I'm like, you are the magic bullet. How much time bullet. you got here? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no magic bullet. Like, it's not, that doesn't work that way, mm. you know? And like, I know that we've been conditioned to think about medicine in that way in the West, but like, it, it doesn't work that way. No. And, you know, it's, um, it's something that I'm still like working out on my own is like the messaging of that. Like, I love, I love the Alan Watts quote, right? Of like, when you get the message, hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to also paraphrase that and say like, and it doesn't mean that you can't have another phone call later on. It just means that you shouldn't stay on the line the, the whole time, yeah. you know, but like, like I've been struggling with like, if saying I want to help people learn to take psychedelics so they don't need any more psychedelics is like too blunt or like that it would take certain like people out of the equation. Like if somebody would, see that and be like well i guess that's not the person that i want to work with or if like that would actually connect to the people that i do want to work with that like actually get it you know mm -hmm. that it's like everything that we're saying that like it's not about the psychedelic experience itself it's about like everything around that you know mm -hmm. and um you know joe dispenza has like a, a a quote that i think is similar in that same vein of like it's great if you meditate for 30 minutes every day, but then if you go and spend the other 23 and a half hours of the day, like not, you know, not being present and like l creating habits that are the antithesis to what you're wanting to bring in, in your meditation, it's only going to have, you know, so much benefit in, in your life. So it's like, it's, it's not just about that experience. They have, um, we have been trained since we were kids to think of like medicine as well, you take a pill or whatever it's, and it's this, like, it is this lie that you can get something for nothing. There's no such, the universe does not work like that in nature. There's no time at all. You get something and you give nothing. You have to, um, it's like with the medicine, with the, the meditation, the whatever, like if we want the peace, if we want the um, suffering to stop, if we want the, um, the change that we're seeking in our life. We have to give up something. We have to give up, whether it's time and energy, whether it's money, whether it's um, you're working in a practice or with a coach or really you're, letting go parts of yourself, you're giving up these things that are no longer serving. And I don't know of any way to do that in an instant, right? To like have a single experience and now ta-da, ta-da, it's done. It's, it would be like expecting to go to the gym once and like, <laughs> you know, now I'm in shape. I have a six pack. It's bad. I went for an hour. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's right. a lifestyle. It's it's making fundamental changes to our attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. 
And the only way I've been able to do that myself is like constant practice and adjusting myself to a new way of being. We, um, when we first started doing coaching work after leaving the ayahuasca and retreat industry, we talked about like medicine, you know, long-term working with medicine long-term and you know, why, why is that? Okay. Is that, is that like, okay for us? Are other people going to feel okay with it? How, you know, how do you reconcile that? Like, is it something you want to keep doing? And for me, it came out to being like the vibration of this society is so intensely trying to pull you out of your center path, especially in the U S like it's heavy over here. And if sitting with some cactus every couple months gets me right back there so that I can hold space for people and help them have the ability to do that, I will drink this cactus for the rest of my life. I love it. It helps me remember what I am doing. (laughs) And like, it brings me joy. It's like, to me, it's like going to church. It's Uh like prayer. It's, it's. It's the way that I connect back to source. And if I don't have it for a long time, that's okay. It's not something that I like can't live without. It's something I don't like to live without because it's so powerful to keep me moving forward. And when I am in that good vibration, I can help more people and support more people and have, you know, have more good outcomes with my clients and, this medicine saved my life. It saved my life. I was going wrong. And now, and then I was like, Oh, I can do this. This is great. (laughs) And you know, it's not feasible for everyone to be going to retreats all the time or anything like that. But that's why mushrooms are so great because you can access them regularly. They're easy to grow. You can make your own, have them in your house. That's what we tell people. Like, you want to know where your source comes from? You can be the source. Yeah, we're definitely in uh, like an interesting place in terms of transition. And so I'm grateful for people like you that have gone through your own journey and are doing your own work that can be that grounding force and that like, hey, like, it's not just about like, let's just throw you into another ceremony, but mm-hmm. like, what are these other things that are needed around um, your medicine work mm-hmm. so that you can get the most out of it and that you can actually have the things that you're looking for, you know, out of the experience, you know, so that you can end up, you know, happy and, um, you know, with the change that, that you approached uh, the medicine in the first place for. Uh-huh. We just want to help people feel good, really. Like life should feel good. Life's a celebration. Life is good. It's exciting. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's okay to have fun. And everyone's so serious. <laughs> it's like let's let's just go back to basics. Community, family, connection, nature, earth, mm. clean water, fresh air, rest. 
this is a lot of what we want to support people having. We have a whole, you know, our whole program is like, oh, it's intense and detailed and there's a lot of shadow work and inner work and a lot of it is very simple. Enjoy your life. How can we support you? And creating a container for people to find that, you know, together. Uh-huh. It's because of the simplicity that everything has a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is, it's very simple. It's it's not easy, you know, and, and that's, the, that's another interesting thing about where we're at right now is like the the solutions are not hard to find. It's not like somebody's keeping a big secret from you, mm. but right. it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's everywhere, right? Like everyone's talking about it, but it's like, how, how can we actually integrate that? Like, you know, you use the analogy of the gym earlier. Like, well, I know that if I go to the gym on a regular basis, that I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to get stronger. We all know that. I don't think that there's anybody out there that's like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold you have on to keep second. going? Let me <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Right. Like, but how often are you going? Like, do you actually go? And you know, then you can, you know, after you get that basic foundation of like, okay, now I now I'm a gym guy, I go to the gym, I work out, I exercise. Then it's like, cool, now let's fix your diet. Mm. Now let's talk about supplements. Um, you don't need to like spend a thousand dollars in supplements like your first week in the gym like just go and like make that habit make that practice you know start to 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 create a shift around that and um you know i think there's i think the metaphor could be you know extended into what we're talking about too like there's there's all kinds of deep ends that you can go into and yet some of the foundation is are these simple things that we're talking about right you know, getting good sleep, eating better, you know, spending some time in quiet meditation, you know, journaling, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not complicated stuff. No, but it does help to have support, right? I have a problem with spiritual, spirituality as a costume. It's not a costume. It's not like it's, it takes a radical transformation in your life to change. And that doesn't just happen on the outside. You can't, you can Mm. buy whatever, you know, malas and crystals and say the right words and go to the right events and still be empty inside. You have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And that's the only, that's the only way, period. So John Sinclair, it's been so wonderful to talk with you. And I feel like there's a part two that will, uh, (laughs) have to continue so we started getting into some um some more juicy stuff but um for people that want to connect with you how can they do that so we have a website mysticalheartcollective.com and that has all the information about everything we're doing right now we're enrolling for our program rise and align it's a three or six months group container commitment. So you can choose three months or six months and you get a group connection experience that takes you through the entire preparation, navigation, integration experience in a loving family environment. 
And we're also taking a retreat to Ecuador as part of that group. So you can do it with or without the retreat. But the retreat is in late November, November 18th, um, 11 days, Ayahuasca, San Pedro, outside of Mindo, Ecuador. And John and I will be there. And we'll bring, we're bringing some other people with us. And so it's a really, this is our first time to have a retreat as part of our integration program. So we're doing a preparation six weeks and then we go on the retreat and then we're integrating for four months together afterwards as a whole group. So it's really exciting. And John also does combo here in Austin. Yeah. So if you're in the Austin area and like the frog medicine, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. All of it's on our website. If you want to learn more, connect with us, join our email list. That's the best way to really be in the, be in the club. Awesome. And you guys also have the psychedelic integration podcast that you do. Oh yeah. Well, so. <laughs> oh, right. That other thing we do. Yeah. We have a so, podcast yeah. similar to this, you know, we have lots a of, fun time talking fun. about psychedelics. Yeah. yeah. We're well, going to have Jonathan on. Amazing. You should come. <laughs> I would like to. Yeah. All right. It's cool. Well, awesome. thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And, um, I want to let you guys get out of here before you get charged more for the <laughs> studio till next time everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the vital point peace i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did i'd love it if you leave a review follow me on instagram at blue magic alchemy if you'd like to learn more about transformation integration and how to connect through coaching breathwork and meditation remember that regardless of the methods you're practicing the vital point is to practice.